Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours, well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Schmitty. I'm Colin. And I'm Zana. And we have no zoo. The inmates are running the asylum <laughs> once again. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> we are episode 225. You forgot to mention that. I did. I, see, I almost did the SD files. <laughs> it sounded like the intro. SD files intro. I, I'm like, oh crap, this isn't the right show. What am this I saying? The, this I, is the tech version of SD files? Yes, I forgot <laughs> all the words. This? But Colin, you're back with us. It's so glad to I see you not back. dead. I know, after like, what, four or five weeks? I, I stopped counting after a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just can't stay away from those server room fires, the and, crashing server racks, and whatever and you else you guys kill me with. don't have any scars or burn marks or anything. It's amazing. No, I, what do you use? I'm like, like Wolverine, man. <laughs> do you use I, some kind of gel or something? He <laughs> <laughs> used... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, I think, let's not go back to the jail from a couple episodes ago. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> but uh, while we're speaking of wolverines, um, I think Zook got eaten by one while he was up camping. So that is why the we wolverine have wolverine or a wolverine? It's hard to tell. Take your pick. Take your pick. I mean, it, <laughs> we could go either way on that one. One of them is a little bit more gruesome than the other. I'll leave that to your imagination, which one I'm talking about. <laughs> Is the cannibal or the animal the worst one? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, quick shout out to our sponsors. We have some. Uh, let's see. 4814.com, Eagle Moss Limited, Open Book Audio, Krypton Radio, KS, or excuse me, Radio KSCR. Uh, what is Trek Radio? Did I get in? Did I miss any? I probably did, but I, I I'm didn't sure notice. I did. But uh, if you are one of our sponsors, thank you for sponsoring us. We do truly appreciate you. And if you are one of our listeners, thank you for tuning in, despite the fact that you're listening to, well, me in charge. Uh, let's let's not <laughs> let's not mix any bones here. This is probably going to be a very substandard show by our standards, just because of the fact that Zook's not here to keep me in check and. Well, you know, that's okay. You know, last week, last week. I think week, we did okay last week. Yeah, last week we did good. Uh, Colin said that, he told me afterwards, you know, he said, sounds like you were begging for us to come. I was a little bit, just because of the fact that doing a two-man show is difficult to go for an entire hour. Doing a one-hour two-man episode, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes. really, really hard to keep the fill-ins going and. It is. And so it's always nice to have that person that we can just make fun of, whether it be Zook or whether it be Colin. You know, and, I, and, I take the blunt as, as I always do. And did you say you light a blunt as you always do? <laughs> I take the blunt. <laughs> oh, it should be brunt. Take the brunt. You know what? <laughs> it's it's, okay. it's, it's all right. late, okay? You can take, you can take blunts. I don't judge. I, I'm not going to... Hey, you know, you're from Oregon. It's I don't legal up do there, drugs. I don't do drugs. <laughs> just, just no. 
I just, okay. I love the fact that we're getting Colin so worked up here, and we're only like three minutes in. It's awesome. This, <laughs> this is a good sign, folks. You know, this, I think this is really going to be a train wreck at this point. Colin's <laughs> like, screw you guys, I'm going home. Well, we, we got out. some Zoner Rage coming too later on, though, right? Oh, so. we got it right off the bat. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Man. And I saw this story. Oh, no. Ah. Uh, Somebody changed my show notes here, people. Someone put, yeah. Well, I had yeah, rage right off the beginning, but let's start with sadness first. Um, so, President and CEO of Nintendo, uh, Satoru Iwata, is that how we say his name? I, I'm not sure. Uh, Sounds good to me. He died earlier this week at age 55. He's been in charge of the company since 2002. And during his reign, he actually made a conscious effort to pursue a wider audience for gaming as was demonstrated by the successful launches of both the DS and the Wii console. Um, company did have its challenges during his leadership, but, um, yeah, he, he did a lot of a lot of really good things. He got grandmas playing video games. I mean, that's, that's a pretty impressive accomplishment there. You know, you walk into a nursing home nowadays or, or an assisted living facility, they all seem to have a Wii because... The old folks love it, which is, you know, that's cool. But he actually passed away from complications related to a tumor. Um, this is no surprise. It it happened. Um, and unfortunately, it's very sad. So, you know, Mario and Donkey Kong and, and Link are all in mourning, and the rest of the gaming community is as well. So, uh, sad loss, sad loss. Um. Okay, that was my moment of silence. Now let's rage out here. <laughs> uh, it's it's really actually going to be interesting to see where the new president of Nintendo will take it once uh, once that person's chosen. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's hard to say if they're going to keep it you know family focused or if they're going to kind of go above and beyond that. No, they've, they've always been known for their their family friendliness. I it, it would be um, it, it would behoove them to, to stick with that. I think. I, I think so, and I don't see them deviating too much from what they've done. I mean, Nintendo has a very long history, very very proud tradition of doing things a certain way, and I don't expect that to change a whole lot, although I am interested to see if they're going to start branching out. We keep hearing rumors that we're going to start seeing Mario games on the Android platform and you know, start trying to get into some of those untapped markets that they're they're not currently in. Uh, I just hope they don't all go microtransaction. Because yeah. <laughs> I I'm hate sorry, the me. princess is in another I... castle. Please insert ninety nine cents to oh. unlock the next castle. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. Could could you imagine that? The princess is in another castle, Mario. You need to well, invite like... five of your friends, or you need to wait twenty four hours before you can go try and find her. By then, Bowser will have feasted upon her bones, and you will find nothing but a <laughs> smoldering carcass. Or with Zelda, you start the game, pay twenty four ninety nine right now to unlock all three Triforces, and con- congratulations, you win. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I have come over the last, I don't know, two, three, four weeks to really just kind of despise the mobile platform the mobile gaming platform and the way that they do all their microtransactions and everything. It just, it's maybe I'm just an old man, but it infuriates me. 
Yeah. Well, it, for me, it does. It doesn't make too much of a difference. I'll, I'll play a game. I'll play a free game until it starts asking for money, and then I say, "Okay, that was a good run. Uninstall it. Go find the next you know, game that <laughs> does the same thing until two or th- two, second or third level. Then, okay, uninstall. You know, it's, it doesn't bug me. I just go to the next game. <laughs> and see, so. I have OCD, and so I don't like to leave things unfinished. Okay, and yeah. and that, that really bothers me when. Yeah. They get me hooked. You know, there's been a few games where I've installed and I'm like, I'll go through the tutorial. And I'm like, this is idiotic. No way. But there's other stuff that I've gone through, the free trial or the tutorial or whatever. And it just drives me nuts. I've got to find a way to keep it going. Simpsons Tapped Out is one of those. I was actually <laughs> just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, and Zook are way too obsessed with that. They're stupid soccer freaking thing right now that they're doing um but yeah that's it's it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with nintendo what if if they'll change direction at all if they'll start to maybe take on some different philosophies that were not so openly embraced previously uh yeah it's it's going to be interesting i think the next probably six months to a year we're going to start to get a good feel for what's going to happen uh but i don't think we'll really know the extent of their success or failures for a few years kind of like with apple you know when tim cook took over everybody figured well steve jobs kind of laid the groundwork for the next so many months or so many years after that then we'll start to see how good of a ceo tim cook is and I don't know that he's been the best, in all honesty, but... Um, I don't... I haven't really seen anything that's made a huge innovative play within the Apple markets at all. I mean, their their new MacBook was okay, but still, I mean, it wasn't that much of a change from what, um, what was already laid out by Steve Jobs. Colin, it's all innovative. It's Mac. Everything is innovative. You know what? No. <laughs> it only had one no. port. That's innovative. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That creates a single port that no one has a connection for. Yeah, if you buy the $80 connection, you do. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, everyone wants to buy that adapter. Yes, they do. Everyone had to, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, they do. Um, wrapping up the rage here. That's... <laughs> Let's go to 12. Uh, <laughs> so um, I am just trying to find some information here for our next story because I realized that I um, don't have a date and I want to sound informed, but I I don't <laughs> have it. Sometime in the past. So I'll just, I'll just July make it 14th. Up. Is that when it was? July 14th? Okay, cool. So anyways... <laughs> um, <laughs> That's, that's the posted date. I came across this story, and it absolutely infuriated me. This was the first thing I saw when I logged into the internet that day, on Tuesday, July 14th. And I was ready to like go kick a puppy or something. I was not a happy camper. And what's happened is a father, has who apparently has never been outside... Um, was upset when he was in a Target store and he saw a Princess Leia action figure uh, 
in her slave Leia outfit from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was shopping for Bert, uh, a gift for his daughter, who is, I believe, eight years old. Yeah, something like that. His daughter looked at it and said, why does this doll have a chain around its neck? He said, I don't have any answers. I was just blown away looking at it. Okay, first of all, if you don't have any answers, you need to watch Return of the Jedi because... There's your answers right there. She Fact. was a slave. She was a prisoner, hence the chain. Second of all, he is freaking out, and he is trying to get Target to remove this toy from its shelves because it's, quote-unquote, targeting children. The box says it's safe for children four and up. It's a $20 action figure. Yeah. It is a well, collector's and- figure. It is not marketed towards six-year-olds yeah, and, the, and the store responded saying we have never had any complaints about this toy um and it is marked as safe for children ages four and up because it it matches it it uh uh adheres to the requirements for toys at, at that age um and no one has ever complained about it before and aside from that it's a collector's item um Never mind that it's in a in a toy aisle. These are collector's items that have been sold for tens of years. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, this particular line hasn't been around that long, but I mean, people have been buying these for a long time. Well, I believe that the first, and this is the date that I was trying to look up, I think that the first Slave Leia action figure that I can recall seeing or purchasing came out in 1997. Okay. Where was the outrage in 1997? There wasn't. The, because, Everyone knew what Star Wars was. And because people knew what Star Wars was, they had an answer for when their kids said, Daddy, why is there a chain around this person's neck? The, the responsible answer is, oh, that's Princess Leia. Let's go home and watch the movie. Yes. You know, not, holy cow, that's exactly. so offensive. Because it's let's, not offensive. Let's educate here. Well, and, <laughs> and, you know, I, and I'm sorry, but there are worse Barbie dolls out there. Like oh, yeah. most of them? Uh-huh. Look at, I mean, the Bratz dolls. I mean, those dolls look like, I'm sorry, they look like little hookers. Oh, okay. yeah. And, you know, oh, she's got a chain around her neck. Offended. It just, this is the one thing that drives me nuts is every day somebody's got to find something new to be offended about. Yeah. And they are 99% of the time being offended because they're idiots. They're ignorant fools, and that's exactly what this is. You know, in this video that this article links to, the reporters are going around, and they're asking people, are you offended by this? Well, you know, she doesn't have a lot of clothes on, but, you know, it's probably not for kids. Of course not. It's got a $20 price tag. It's a black box figure. It's collectors. They're targeting people like us who grew up in the basement watching Star Wars over and over again. I can't. I can't handle it. We need to just ban all the things. Because, <laughs> ban all the things. <laughs> because that is the only way, you know, take down the Confederate flags, take down the Slave Leia action figures, take down everything. Everybody can wear just gray. Unless that's offensive, then you can wear a different color. See, that, and, that's a good solution. You ban everything, and then anyone can get anything they want on the black market. And then no one can Perfect. complain because if you do complain, then you've just admitted to being on the black market, you'll be arrested. So no one will complain about anything. Problem <laughs> solved. <laughs> that will shut them up. I like that uh, idea. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to have to go buy my Star Wars figures from the Silk Road. I buy my Slave Leia's on, <laughs> on the black market. 
<laughs> yeah, I could just imagine you trying to find, quote, Slave Leia on Silk Road and the horribleness that's going to come to you. <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Three and a quarter inches. Ah! Five and a half million dollars, including plane tickets? What? <laughs> So, I mean, this is just, this is absolutely ridiculous. We can't go into this all night. I could do a whole show on this all by myself. But that was a quarter of the show already. So. I know. It just, infu- <laughs> it infuriates me. It makes me want to go throat punch this guy and then just hit George Lucas because. Um, now, we had, speaking of, of rage, we had some stuff come out this week that got some people, uh, well, it came out last week, I guess, during Comic-Con, um, that got some people a little bit irritated. Suicide Squad dropped a trailer. Uh, well, it was leaked, which kind of forced Warner Brothers to officially release it on the internet. <laughs> but we get a good look at Jared Leto as Joker. Uh, we get Will Smith exp- telling us the name of the movie in a description of what he's doing. We get Harley Quinn. We, I mean, it's suicide squad. It is what it is, but a lot of people are freaking out. I don't know. Do you guys saw the trailer repeatedly? What are your guys' thoughts? Well, I, first of all, okay. I'll back up a little bit. Uh, History wise. I hadn't, I didn't know what the suicide squad was until just recently, maybe within the last year. Um, but you know, I accepted what it was because because comic books, you know, and so I I don't have a problem at all with uh, with the image they're trying to portray because they're all criminals um, that the government is trying is trying to um, employ for you know the secret missions and stuff, and so I I can accept that. I can't accept people having an issue with this because comic books <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't know you what know, do you think colin yeah like, i really don't see a, a big issue with it i mean i actually wasn't a fan of the trailer because it really didn't give us that much information it was it was pretty much just here's images of all these characters and a couple low-key um action shots so, wait no Loki's loki is marvel loki is marvel <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. I didn't see Loki in it. Low key. Not low. You know what? Either (laughs) way I say it. Even slow down. (laughs) Shut up. Low key. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, uh, it it just, I don't know. I didn't like the trailer. Uh, There wasn't really much in it. Um, I, I pretty much knew exactly what I knew beforehand. Um, but I don't see anything wrong with um, them launching out Suicide Squad. I think it's an awesome concept. Um, I think it's worked well in Arrow um, the couple of times that they've done things with the Suicide Squad, um, or at least certain key members of it. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's should be fine, I guess. Now, that's one thing that bugs me, and I've mentioned this before. This is like the Zoner Rage Hour. Um, I don't like how they're using different actors for the movie and the TV universes. That really, really bothers me. Really bothers me. Because, I mean, we've got a perfectly good dead shot from Arrow. Mm-hmm. Why not use him? Oh, but Will Smith, he's a, he's a big actor. So, 
whatever. <laughs> whatever. Honestly, um, I think the character who played or the actor who plays him in Arrow would have been a more fantastic actor for that for that specific character. I think so I th- too. I, I think look wise, he fits it perfect. I agree. I agree. And you know, I think I think that Harley Quinn is going to be awesome because there is a very high standard that they've got to meet. She is a fan favorite, has been for, I don't know, decades now. Um, but she is, she is a fan favorite. The Joker is causing a lot of controversy and I think it's all down to the tattoos, you know, the tattoos in the grill. I, I don't think that people like that, but I noticed in some of the, some of the set photos, Harley's got face tattoos as well, which kind of, it's a put off to me. I'm not going to lie there. I'm, I I don't like the face tattoos on either Joker or Harley. They're just trying to match the modern times though. Is I what think I so. Down to. And again, I mean, that's I'm, me. I'm not a big fan of it, but it yeah, it works well. I mean, we, it, Dr. Squishy and I discussed it on, on uh, the moving picture show uh, that I was able to join him on. But um, it, it, we kind of mentioned the same thing. You know, every Joker has matched the kind of the era that he's come out of. Yes. Um, and I, I, I think the Jared Leto Joker works. Uh, I was kind of hesitant at first when I first saw the, the pictures on Twitter. Um, but seeing the way that he portrays him in this trailer, it's, it's dead on, I think. So I think it'll be good. And you know, the face tattoos that could just me be, or could just be me yelling at kids to get off my lawn. Cause I'm being an old, old man. Again. So, um, Batman versus Superman also had a pretty amazing trailer drop. Uh, and I got to say, the one thing that stood out to me in this, we got to see Wonder Woman in action. Yeah, for a couple frames. <laughs> and she did not look like a stiff wind would blow her over, so that is a good thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah that was the big worry when, after finding out Gal Gadot was playing her, that Gal Gadot isn't a, a big woman. I no, mean, she's not. Big meaning like Amazonian, no. you know. like So... It was good that they were able to to make that work. Yes. So, I mean, Batman versus Superman, I think it looks amazing. I'm excited for it. Um Yeah, that's that's about all I can say. It it's it's I'm excited. I like Zack Snyder. I have very high hopes for this. Um Arrow TV show. I love this show. Um Schmitty, have you been watching it, Colin? You guys watch it? Oh, of course. Okay, so Arrow's got some new people joining the show this uh, this season. Neil McDonough, who really should have his own wing at Comic Con because the guy's been in everything. It seems uh, he's uh, it, you probably don't know him by name, but if you see him, you're like, oh yeah, that guy. Um, he is going to play Damian Dark uh, on the next season of arrow and dark is actually an enemy of the league of assassins who stole a Lazarus pit and chunk of the league members on his way out the door. And he's also the head of hive, which is the group who hired Deadshot to grease Diggs brother and the main villain of season three on teen Titans cartoons. So, um, yeah, this is, this is a cool one. I love this. I love the guy as an actor. I'll watch pretty much anything with him in it because I just enjoy him. So we're getting that. But also we are getting um, a couple other characters. Mr. Terrific, who is a member of the Justice Society of America, the JSA. Uh, 
I thought that was a little bit weird, but then we're also getting Anarchy, who is a Batman villain. Um, I, I, I don't know what to make of this. Mr. Terrific, okay, whatever. I can see how they're tying it in. To, uh, he's going to be working with um, at Palmer Technologies. He's a genius, you know, I... I get all that technology that that one works. I thought it was a little odd because he's not someone that a lot of people I think are familiar with and anarchy as well. I mean, anarchy's a Batman guy. I just, I, I see this as, as interesting choices. I don't know. What are you guys thoughts? Well, they got to tie it in with the justice league somehow. Right. So introducing it on an already, a successful TV series makes sense because they don't have a Batman series right now. Well, they do. They've got, well, sort of. They've With got Gotham, Gotham which also um, is adding uh, who? Uh, Silver St. Cloud. Um, they're yeah. going to, who is, um, I don't know, kind of a, a love interest of Bruce Wayne. Um, so that, that should be interesting. Um, but yeah, the, the arrow stuff, it kind of has me excited, but kind of, uh, kind of intrigued. I'm not apprehensive about it because I mean, they've been amazing with what they've done with arrow up to this point. So, uh, I just think they're, they're letting way too many people in on the arrow secret. I mean, this is, this is going to be like the sixth person, sixth or seventh person that he's told, Hey, I'm the green arrow. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It's going to be uh, well, that's why they're having to start, I don't know, the Super Happy League of Tomorrow Fun Time or whatever it is with all these characters from Flash and Arrow that they're throwing over there. Um they're getting a really ex- extensive TV universe and I like it, but I keep worrying that they're doing too much too soon, you know. Exactly. They're they're unveiling too many new characters. They're they're launching way too many, um, like, we've had, what, at least four villains? Four, four, f- no, at least five major uh, villains already come through the Arrow series. Um, which seems a little, little off to me. I don't know. It could just be me. Um, but this last season, they seem to have quite a bit going on with, uh, with Ra's al Ghul entering and but I don't know. It's like I really like the series. I just hope that they don't over flood it and then it just kind of cripples because let's be honest, it is run by DC. DC's run through a ton of superhero stuff with um, not very much success rate other than these TV series. Do you think that they're running through them just trying to churn it out as quickly as they can? kind of a strike while the iron is hot mentality as opposed to taking it slow like they did with Smallville and risk pissing everyone off because everyone knows Superman can fly. Why can he not fly? He's been on this TV for 10 years. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're trying to adhere to a certain schedule, uh, which makes sense, in at least in the movie community. If they're trying to tie it in with with a um, a movie schedule, they need to get things out at a certain time. Whereas with Smallville, they didn't, they weren't really trying to do much with it as far as like tying it in with other movies or TV shows. I don't, I don't really see it being tied into their cinematic universe at this point though. Well, I, they've said I don't that think it's that not the characters. Yeah. Their characters aren't even close to developed where the movie characters are at this point. 
Okay. So yeah, or, then I don't know. Would be. <laughs> yeah. Well, while we're talking about movies here, and this is something that causes me rage again. Oh man, <laughs> what is up with this? Um, so DC um, has announced, and this is coming out of Comic Con as well, or I guess it was Warner Brothers. Uh, they are going to do an animated version of the Killing Joke. They're going to do an animated film. Uh, now, the Killing Joke, you may remember, has been in the news recently for not good reasons uh, because of the Batgirl variant cover that showed the Joker and Barbara Gordon and basically recreating some scenes from the Killing Joke, which triggered a bunch of stuff for people that have trigger issues and caused a lot of other people to be offended because that's what you'd be offended about. And... They're turning this into an animated movie. I got to say, I absolutely, absolutely love this. This is one of my favorite Joker stories. I think it's probably one of the best Joker stories. And it is insanely, insanely good in the comics. Now, I am concerned that we're going to see a different version in the movie because of people's sensitivities. I I don't think we will. And the, the only reason I say that is because of the Deadpool movie coming out. Deadpool will be a full rated R. And so be, because of that, I think it's starting to open up avenues for, for more uh, comic book movies to come out like that. Even though this is going to be animated and not live action, I, I think Deadpool is opening it up for that. So I don't know. Now, I fully expect this to have a PG-13 rating. Do you think they'd go with an R rating on this? No, uh, but I, I'm just saying that, you know, because, I mean, Deadpool is going to be rated R. And so that's kind of lifting the bar as far as, like, acceptable ratings for comic book movies. And so something as controversial as this might have an easier time slipping through because people are like, oh, okay, this is what comic books are. Okay, we'll... We'll let this side. You'll still have people complain about it because that's what people do. But I don't think it's going to to shut it down or, or cause it to, to be watered down at all. I hope you're right, man, because this is a good story. And, you know, they talk about the they talk about the Joker raping Barbara Gordon. They talk about this. stuff. I've read the comic repeatedly. I never got that. I in all my time, I never got the whole rape aspect of it. It was, it was between the lines, and you had to be probably an adult to understand it. <laughs> I, and I, I am an adult now, allegedly, <laughs> and I still, I, I read those panels just a few weeks ago when this, or a few months ago when all this was in the news again. It's a lot of big words on it. It's I, okay. <laughs> I still don't understand what those big words mean, but no, I mean, I, I still don't see the whole rape aspect of it. I think people are inferring a lot and yeah. that, I mean, maybe maybe Alan Moore was trying to imply this is what happened, and people successfully inferred that, whereas I just take it at face value. He shot her, took some pictures of it, and sent it to her dad. So, I don't know. Maybe I just don't see even the Joker being as dark as some people like to think he is. Now, this is just weird to me. Batman... 
while we're on the topic of of Gotham and and everything, Batman is teaming up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Finally, <laughs> this is the crossover. Every, everyone that, else has. I mean, why not? Yeah, I mean, people uh, who hasn't been waiting for this since the early '80s. I mean, really, come on. I mean, if the Ninja Turtles have been on Power Rangers, they can be on Batman. Yeah. Yeah, this is something I do not... Where did this come from? So they're going to do a six-part miniseries uh, that tells a story that features Krang sending the Ninja Turtles and Shredder to Gotham. And... Yeah, I I don't know what to say about this. You know, I Batman's done some pretty cool team-ups. Batman and Punisher was a nice crossover. Batman and Predator, I enjoyed those. Batman and Judge Dredd, those were fun. Batman and the Ninja Turtles, I just... That just seems so out there. It seems like an odd combination. I mean, they're ninjas. He's been trained by ninjas. Uh, so by that aspect, they're similar. But other than that... Ninja Turtles is supposed to be a little more comical. Batman has, while ha- having comical underlyings, has never been meant to be comical. So it ought to be it ought to be interesting, to say the least. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because Ninja Turtles have kind of evolved. If you read those early comics by Eastman and Laird, I mean, you got people getting their heads cut off. I mean, they're they're not the cartoon of the late '80s, you know, right? So they have evolved, though, kind of into that. So I don't know. That's just weird and oh, so weird. And while we're <laughs> while we're talking comics, we've got an announcement coming out of Comic-Con again that Milestone Comics is back. Now, I don't know if you guys remember Milestone Comics from back in the day. Yeah. But it was founded in 1993 as a way to increase minority representation in superhero comics. And, you know, they introduced characters like Static, Icon, Hardware, and I would read them. I'd pick them up every now and then. I remember there were some crossovers with some Superman titles, so I'd buy the Milestone crossovers. And and I just, I never thought they were that good. As yeah, they always had the, the equivalent uh, superhero that, that seemed like it was copying Batman or Superman or... Um, yeah, I think there was even a Spider-Man clone, but uh, I, th- I think you're right. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was that great, but um, I I got a stack of free ones and watched th- or read through them. They were they're pretty entertaining. Um, I mean, it's I don't know. I I I kind of applaud that they're coming back because we need more content. DC and Marvel can't be the only good comic books out there. We need we need more comic books. You know. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, I think you're exactly right, Schmitty. It did seem like when I was reading them that it was just the knockoff version. It was like the generic white white packaging with black lettering, macaroni and cheese compared to Kraft. Yeah. And that's kind <laughs> of how I saw it. They were good. I mean, I enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the comics. But they weren't that good, you know. They There was always that thing in the back of my head, oh... Well, this guy is just the Superman equivalent. He's yeah. He's the knockoff version. Yeah, it, it was hard to not imagine the other iconic superhero in that person's place and and think, "Oh yeah, what would Superman do?" Or what? <laughs> I don't know. With with Static Shock, I don't think there's really a, a big character that really I don't know, that really matched Thor? him. Uh, 
kind of. Electro. Yeah. Electro, yeah. You know what? <laughs> Shut up, guys. Just, just rate on my parade. Fine. Whatever. I will Whatever. rain on it. But I am glad to see. I mean, they were about 20 years ahead of their time in terms of introducing more minority representation. And, yeah. you know, like you said, the more comics we can get on the shelf, the better, Schmitty. I I applaud this decision. It's awesome. Now, well, another- They're doing it right. They're starting off with the minority instead of 50 years later changing main characters into minorities they yes and see i would much rather them do that i i honestly would because when you start messing with history you start irritating me and if you just you know if you want to have a black superman equivalent because i mean obviously superman's white go ahead and do it create a new character don't make superman black Create a new character. Let's, you know, let's have him come on and be awesome like Superman. I love the idea. Let's see, Milestone has a clean state slate. They're starting out at Zonor Rage Zero. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so good on you, Milestone. Keep it there and we'll get along just fine. Now, some other people that <laughs> I, I don't get along just fine with uh, are the folks over at Hulu. And moving into tech news. Now. Yes, let's let's move away from some of the Comic Con news and go into some of our our normal tech nerd news. Um, Hulu and I, as you've heard on the show, if you've listened for any amount of time, do not get along because I hate Hulu and their ads. If you pay for Hulu, you still get ads. If you don't pay for Hulu, you get ads, and you can go drive down to the restaurant at seven miles down the road and sit in the drive through for 45 minutes and come back and your ad will still have 57 seconds remaining. Um, <laughs> and so I don't like Hulu because of that. However, Hulu may, may get me as a customer. They're looking at introducing an ad free option for 12 bucks. Finally. It's about bloody time. Y'all. Yeah. Now, at first I thought you were going to rage about, you know, this is four extra bucks than your regular subscription. But, uh, I mean, when, when you think about it, maybe the, the $8 a month, uh, I mean, let's face it, $8 a month is, is pretty easy to do. $12 a month starts to get a little more expensive. It's really hard to find a subscription service over $12 a month now. Um, so this might make some people uneasy. But I mean, if it's without ads, who's to say? I mean, what Netflix is eight bucks, seven bucks? It depends on. I think I pay twelve for Netflix, but I have to have it on multiple. Oh, okay. Multiple do you, devices do at you the same do the time. DVD option? No, no, I just stream. But I have. Oh, I, I have. Was... I think I have five Roku's in my house. Six Roku's in my house. Did they at least for those extra devices. <laughs> um, I think so. I can stream, uh, I think the $8 package, you can stream up to two devices simultaneously. But when I've got four kids all vying to watch something different, plus I want to watch something, yeah, it doesn't go over well. Yeah. And sadly, Dad usually loses. (laughs) I don't understand that. Yeah. Well, and and it's... uh, I should backpedal. It's not really fair to compare Hulu to Netflix because they do have a huge um, difference in, in content. There are things you can find on, on Hulu that you, you probably won't ever find on Netflix. Uh, yeah. Like considerably everything from the 1980s. 
and that and i mean they they do show uh they do air tv shows within hours of of their of their broadcast which netflix hasn't done unless it's a netflix original so they they do have that on netflix um so th- this this may may be really good for them 12 bucks a month for no no ads you know i that, think it makes won't be it, for hbo stuff too will it doesn't include the hbo subscription or the uh, showtime you mean or showtime yeah sorry um you know i don't know it didn't say but i think though that this is going to make it a lot easier for people who want to cut the cord who haven't done it yet they yeah. they they want to be done with cable but they they think in the back of their mind if i'm still going to be paying for paying money i don't want to see commercials I yeah. think this is going to be an attractive option to those types of people. And in all honesty, it makes Hulu a lot more attractive to me. 12 yeah. bucks, well, you know, it's not a lot of money. It is, but it isn't. But last time I watched Hulu though, there there was still that issue. Um and and this is probably another hurdle they'd have to get over to to win over more customers, but there was still that hurdle of being able to watch things on the computer versus um another streaming device yes uh there were there were some shows i couldn't watch over my xbox uh because it said you know this needs to be streamed over the t- over the computer or vice versa you know there so they still need to get over that hurdle because i think that's that's a big one yeah that is a big one you know if i if i pay for something i want to be able to watch it where i want to watch it yeah. i don't want to have to sit at my computer with my sweet five one surround sound that I now have hooked to my computer <laughs> and, and watch it. You're really proud of that. I am proud of that. Hey, I paid <laughs> 10 bucks for that. That is a killer deal. And it's it still in you, the box. It does you really good because Hulu doesn't support 5.1. So there. <laughs> okay. Well, that just makes it all easy then for me. Uh, look at you uh, and your logic. So you're lucky if they support 2.1. So. <laughs> there you go. Uh, their, their ads are probably all 7.1 though. Those are some of their ads are interactive. Like they'll ask you questions and stuff, and you sit there and like you have to answer their questions. You know my favorite ad on Hulu. It's the Are you willing to watch this extended Toyota truck commercial and then watch the rest of the episode commercial free? Yes, every time. Yes, I don't care what it is. Are you willing to watch this feminine hygiene product commercial for forty five seconds? Yes, I don't care if I can watch the rest of my show uninterrupted. Yes, I will watch it. That is the best commercial ever. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I didn't know they did that. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, they don't do it nearly enough. I'm just gonna just gonna say, um, T-Mobile. I, I've been a fan of them. I've been high on them for a while, so much so that I actually left Verizon and went to them, uh, what was it, about a year and a half ago now. Uh, and Sprint just came out with a sweet family plan. And, of course, T-Mobile's like, yep, we're going we're gonna to top you. So now, on your family plan, everyone gets a full 10 gigs of data. Now, that's not shared. That's Everyone gets 10 gigs of data. That is awesome. That is really Didn't, good. Don't they have like an unlimited plan too? T-Mobile? Um, I don't know. Sorry. trying to think. I'm trying to think. <laughs> they keep changing stuff so quickly that I don't... This is this I, is the $100 plan. I think the unlimited... If they do have a limited one, it's a lot, a lot more expensive. Yeah. So that, that's what makes this really good. It's $100 and everyone gets 10 gigs. I think up to four lines, right? Something so, like that, yeah. 
something like that. But you know, the interesting thing is the way that they've done their music streaming and whatnot, where services like Spotify and Google Music and Pandora don't count against your data cap. That's that's huge. I, that's everything that, you do. <laughs> it, it is. 10 gigs may as well be unlimited. It it really may as well be unlimited unless well, you know. And I just I just thought now now that we have things like Google Now and Siri and Cortana, um, that those transfer your voice live, uh, you know, streaming to the servers, and then the answers come back. That's got to take a lot of data too. So, I mean, if, if everything else you stream is free, then you got to think that all those other things, Google Maps and and using the the voice recognition stuff. That's, that's probably taking up all the bandwidth. So I don't know. I'm just thinking. Yeah. It's that and the kids who sit at the bus stop and watch Netflix. Um, those, those are the problems that you got, but I mean, music's not an issue anymore on, on mobile and, and T-Mobile is just, they are doing so many things that I just absolutely love. John Laguerre should win like executive of the year or something for whoever gives those outs. Um, somebody who should not win executive of the year, at least according to Firefox, or excuse me, according to Flash, uh, is who was it? The CTO or CEO at um, Mozilla, Mark Schmidt. Uh, I yeah, the the head of Firefox support team said all version he tweeted out all versions of flash are blocked by are blocked by default in firefox as of now and yeah they they shut down flash in firefox my i've been telling my dad for years dad you need to switch over to google chrome just switch over to google chrome he refuses he still uses firefox i have gotten so many tech support calls in the last week flash doesn't work anymore flash doesn't work <laughs> So I, before I had realized what had happened, I, I go and I upgraded it and reinstalled it. And, and yeah, it's just, um, yeah, it's it's not cool. They, they yeah. keep shutting it down. But it, interestingly enough, this has started like a large movement for people trying to get Flash to just go away already. Yeah. Well, and, and, and he comes out and says the reason for it is because Flash continues to have vulnerabilities. Uh, Flash has always been known for its security vulnerabilities. Um, new ones seem to pop up uh, day quite zero, frequently. like all the time. Yeah, they'll they'll push out a, a fix for for previous vulnerabilities, and they'll push out new features. And those fixes come with more vulnerabilities. Um, and I, I'm going to take a slight educated guess and say that that Flash probably has had more day zero vulnerabilities than any other software out there. Probably Java second, second, you know, very close second right behind it. But, uh, and, and people are, are, are getting fed up with it. And I don't, I don't think he's completely wrong by doing this because he's, he's saying, you know, until they get rid of all their, their publicly known vulnerabilities, they are going to keep blocking flash. So, yeah, I think I, it's I think it's smart. You know, if you look at how many people don't update their antivirus or don't update their computer to help block these vulnerabilities and and fix them once they're discovered, and it just makes it makes the internet a very dangerous place for a lot of people. 
And so I you know. I like the idea. I mean, Flash is a nightmare. I hate Flash. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of been a necessary evil up until this point. Yeah, uh, kind of. I mean, professional, it's, it's one of those things where it's finally we can start hopefully moving away and we don't have to update it for every single freaking user every five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, YouTube itself is they're already over uh switched over to HTML5 video. Um I think you can manually switch back to flash support, but um if you're if you're on YouTube you know full-time for your video viewing, you don't have to worry about flash. So, unfortunately, there still are websites that that rely heavily on flash. And that's those are the problems we have to deal with. So now, why is that? Is that just with you being a developer? I you should have. I would assume you have some sort of an idea. But yeah. why why is that? Is it just that people have been developing in Flash for so long? It's what they know, and they don't want to make the jump to HTML five. Yeah, and it, I I think that's the biggest reason is because Flash has been around for so long that. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's like Java. It's been around for so long. So many people are developing in it that it's, it's really hard to move a mountain that big. Um, with HTML5, yeah, it's more efficient, or HTML5 video, I should say. It's a lot more efficient, uh, faster streaming abilities. I mean, it's, it's just more capable. Um, but trying to get people that are firmly rooted in the flash, in the flash business, trying to get them to move over to HTML5 is literally, is, Okay, figuratively, like moving a mountain. Um, so it's, I, I think that's it. Yeah, because developers have to maintain their current site, plus work on a whole new backend and frontend for all their cool. websites. So it's it's a huge amount to, to just take on and, and do. You're looking at easily doubling your dev, dev team just to get that project done and swapped over. Yeah. Not a lot of companies are willing to do that <laughs> right away. <laughs> no, they, they, they might have long-term plans to do so. Um, I mean, it, it took Google four years with an, with an extra set of probably 200 developers to get YouTube working on HTML5 instead of, instead of Flash. That was four years of development. So not, not an easy task. Only four? Yeah. <laughs> now, with 200 developers. That's a lot of man hours. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. It is. And I got to be honest with you, I pretty much expected that answer out of you. I, I thought I knew the answer to the question as I was asking it, but you know, I, I like your expertise, and I'm sure our listeners do oh, too. So, I you know, I I didn't even read um, our the actual link inside of uh, is Flash dead for our hyperlink, <laughs> and so I thought we were going to be talking about Flash the TV show. You know. Yeah. <laughs> And I keep looking at that, and I keep thinking I didn't do that very well. But like, wait, we we need to couple that up with all the the comic book news. Yeah, I, I keep thinking that. I'm like, no, he's not dead. But oh, wait. Uh, but he could was be. There a, was there a cliffhanger that I didn't see? <laughs> well, speaking of deaths, um, Windows is going to be killing off a new version soon, in the sense that they're bringing a new version on. So I, I had a much better a segue. What a stretch. I, I had a much better segue and y'all just crapped all over it. Sorry. Yeah, so, so, so Windows 10. Windows uh, 10. Um, we, well, we were talking about updates and yeah. with Flash and whatnot. Windows 10, I, I actually really like this. They are removing the option to disable software updates in Windows 10 for home users. 
And I like that because how many people are Windows 10 home or what kinds of people rather are Windows 10 home users? It's grandmas. It's people who don't know tech. It's the people who need the updates the most. Yeah. So I like this. Some of the biggest issues I encountered with. Yeah. Some of the biggest uh, issues I encountered when supporting Windows XP and Windows 7 were people that were a year behind on updates. Yeah. And so once I installed all the updates, they didn't have problems for another two or three months until they had to call me again. And and then I'd ask the question, well, did you did you run your updates? So th- this, this solves a lot of those problems. I think a lot of people are going to have a problem with it because um, – when you start taking away user freedom, people feel more restricted. Uh, I want to say Apple tried this with, with Mavericks, didn't they? With OS X Mavericks. Yeah, I don't um, recall. They disabled the ability to, or it, yeah, they disabled the ability to opt out of updates, um, which wasn't an issue until they pushed an update that, um, that broke. There was Mac a bad OS. update. I recall. <laughs> yeah. I do recall yeah. that they pushed a bad update and broke everyone. And so the, and that, that's the only downside I can see. If, yeah. But, but there aren't a lot of updates that have come with Windows that have broken the operating system completely. There's been, there's been bad updates, but they usually deploy a fix within a day or two. So yeah, the, the only time I can remember Windows having like just a horrible update that ended up failing everything was, I think, the launch of Service Pack 3 for, XP. XP. Yeah, and it, um, it broke and Bluetooth it just, and Wi-Fi. Yeah. And yeah. some of the systems just wouldn't even boot up anymore. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Th- I, I'm excited for it. Windows not or Windows 10, rather, drops, what, on the 29th of this month? Yeah, so, pretty soon. So we're just a few weeks away, and I am excited for it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It better been, be I've awesome. Been using it for, I've been using it for a couple of weeks now already, and it's... It's awesome because I've been I've been in the insider program. Yeah, um, and I got to tell you, dang one percenter insiders. <laughs> <laughs> but while we're talking about Microsoft uh, here, before we run out of more time, uh, Cortana for Android leaked, and Microsoft oh, thinks yeah. it was uh, someone in China that did that, a tester in China that or, that or let Finland. it go into the U.S. Um. Yeah, this is okay, yeah. yeah, either either a tester so the, in the US or China uploaded it and it's the actual APK file. It's not just screenshots, it's the APK. So and it works. It works on tablets and phones for Android. Um yeah, so it people have been able to a lot more people than have signed up for it have been able to test it and it looks like it's pretty solid. So yay, I yay I'm debating whether or not I want to leave Google now for Cortana and just Give it a go and see what I think. Now, well, all of the com- comparative tests between Cortana and Google Now point to Cortana being uh, a lot more effective or uh, a lot more accurate in its responses, and it's a lot faster. So, which which boggles my mind because whenever I use Google Now, it seems like I'm getting answers pretty quickly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very very interesting. So, yeah, <laughs> if you want to try Cortana on your Android device. Give it a go. It's out there. Just go find it. And, yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, we are out of time, so let's just jump into our favorites here. Uh, we did have some other stuff to talk about, but, meh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss them later. 
or we won't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> my favorite this week, Comic-Con just wrapped up. If you have listened to the show at all, you are familiar with, uh, or if you've been on the internet at all, you should be familiar with Whitney Avalon of Princess Rap Battles fame. She's also been in some other stuff. Uh, she, we've talked to her on the show a couple times. Uh, she's a good friend of the show and we adore her. Well, she got together with Nerdist and she did Comic-Con the Musical, uh, where she sings and goes through and talks, or not talks, but visits with nerds at Comic-Con. And it is one of the most wonderful things that I have seen in the last couple of weeks, especially, you know, with so much crap that comes out of Comic-Con. This is just awesome from Comic-Con. So, uh, spoiler warning, you're going to get a song stuck in your head, but it it's worth it. So check it out. Nice. Okay, my favorite. Um, I actually didn't come prepared, so I didn't have a favorite. Oh, so I stole Doctor Squishy's favorite because he was going to be on the show, and then due to complications, couldn't be on it. So I'm stealing his favorite because he was prepared. Um, the Back to the Future 30th anniversary trilogy will be released um, this year on October 21st, 2015, which is the exact date that Marty McFly came forward into the future. So it's kind of a historical date uh, or (laughs) futurical date for Back to the Future. They're releasing it. It's a full trilogy of Blu-ray and DVD. They're including the complete animated series uh, and the completed, uh, the complete adventures, which is all, it's also a 65 page book uh, of memorabilia and other stuff with a cool flux capacitor packaging. <laughs> I, I believe the packaging actually lights up as well. Yeah. Yeah. Light up, light up packaging. So this is pretty cool to, I mean, and they're releasing it on, on the day that Marty McFly flies into our future. So, um, so yeah, be sure to pick that up. Pretty sure that's going to really create cool a paradox. Hat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then mine is a game that is available on Android and iOS. Uh, it's called Summoner's War. Basically, it's a fantasy RPG um, that's kind of got a, a Pokemon twist to it in the sense that you're leveling up characters. Um, uh, but you can do guild battles, you can do arena battles, um, you can combine and uh, level up several of your um, different summons. Um, really cool game. Check it out. All righty, and that is our show for this week. Maybe Zook will join us next time. Maybe not. Maybe he'll still be dead. I don't know. You never know with that man. Just no one recovers from a Wolverine attack except Wolverine. Oh, okay. Fact. Wow. <laughs> did I just imply that Zook is Wolverine? I think I did. Oh, Sound like a, snap. okay. So sounds like a vampire where you become a Wolverine if you get attacked by Wolverine. <laughs> You got bit by a chupacabra. You become a chupacabra. Also known as a dog with mange. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you just develop mange when you get bit by a chupacabra. Um, If you want to know more about that, check out episode 50 of the Stolen Droids, or excuse me, SD SD Files. files. Um, But that is it for the Stolen Droids podcast. If you have any thoughts or feedback you'd like to share with us, if you want to... complain to Zook for letting me be in control two weeks in a row, you can do so. Send your feedback to 
feedback at StolenDroids.com. Uh, also, thank you to our sponsors, Eagle Moss Limited, 4814, Open Book Audio, Krypton Radio, KSCR, and uh, whoever else does. I don't know. I'm done for the night. Until next time, good day. End of line. Sayonara. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.